Hey guys, welcome to the Think Sports podcast. Today I I have my co-host Arjun with me. We are missing Rono cuz he has better things to do so he's not going to join us today. But our guests today are Keshav who is a avid Chelsea fan and we have Liam who is a United fan and today we're going to talk about the Premier League preview and how we think our clubs are going to place in the coming season. Arjun, given that you're champion, why don't you start off with how you feel Liverpool's going to do in the coming season based off the transfer window you've had and why don't you just go into how you feel about Liverpool right now? Well, to be honest, I'm still optimistic, but this summer has been a bit frustrating for me as a Liverpool fan. While I understand on one end we have a really good team, it's difficult to add something to that you have just won. uh but i am frustrated because we are linked with a few players like thiago alcantara personally i'd love to come i'd love to have him come and join us because he gives our midfield something different that we lack uh, also i'm a great believer in the fact that we haven't changed much in the last two years our last two transfer windows we haven't bought anyone whilst i understand it's difficult to buy players um i want to see some players come in to just refresh the squad and make sure that the competition level is higher so as a summer it's been really frustrating because our rivals have strengthened quite a bit at least chelsea united um arsenal are strengthening at this point i don't particularly think tottenham are in the conversation just yet but again mourinho second season you can never really say um man city so far i'm still as a liverpool fan i'm happy but as we record this video i mean there's still a long time left for the transfer window I am worried about the fact that maybe Koulibaly might join Man City and I think he's a difference maker if Koulibaly joins Man City I think that just edges them ahead of us a little bit but um as of now I mean come on we've been champions for the first time in 30 years just 2 months ago I have no reason to be unhappy we've got a wonderful team I am a bit worried about the fact that we've gone two seasons without a lot of injuries so we have been lucky in that regard I mean if our front three if any one of them gets injured the quality that comes in after that is um not at that level and of course if Virgil van Dijk gets injured that's a huge loss to any defense so um while that's something you can't really control I mean injuries are part of the game so it will happen um but I am a bit frustrated that we haven't been able to add to our squad just to improve it a little bit certainly in areas that um we do need a bit of addressing but i'm optimistic i'm happy i've still got a good team we haven't sold anyone we haven't lost any major stars so and and we have i believe the best manager in the world right now in jurgen klopp so that 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 fills me with a, a lot of hope but talking about um chance because while you're saying this yeah gini wijnaldum is linked to go to barcelona yeah but i am worried if that happens won't oh. won't they get like a replacement so they'll obviously get 15 to 30 for genie and so they'll probably buy someone like thiago with that cash i mean yeah. you think i would yeah but i'm conflicted but... i'm conflicted with losing genie wijnaldum and getting thiago alcantara in thiago is a fantastic player i watched him play but they're very different players and, right yeah. they have very, very different things. profile and also a lot of what genie wijnaldum does goes unnoticed there's a lot of off the ball running there's a lot of work that's been done that club really appreciates and you actually don't really see it in the stats 
but in the overall game it's reflective so right now i don't want to lose genie wijnaldum um but if he's if his heart is set on going to barcelona because it has this is football club barcelona despite the turmoil that they are in if he wants to go there and we do replace him with thiago alcantara i i'll be i'll be okay i'll be happy with that say what about you leo what about you do you want to talk about this for ইঞ্জুর <laughs> 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 So we've been linked with Ismail Assar a lot from Watford. Um I haven't really seen much of him. Uh but he comes and watch one game where he played. Yeah. Good defending. Fini, decent ball. Salah away from Van Dijk, away from Lovren. Ismail Assar. Watford two to the good. Yeah, he's in one game where he got against Chelsea. uh and there are unbeaten runs I was quite angry about that but he comes in the same Sadio Mane mold uh of player uh, it's a type of player that Klopp really likes so he can build and develop these players come back to the question of Keshav asked um the backup isn't great uh, that we have I'm particularly worried about our front three right uh once if one of them gets injured you we have Minamino who has shown in short spells what he's capable of right but i still feel he's a bit weak for the premier league divokuregi is hit and miss and on the right hand side primarily we have jordan shakiri maybe harry wilson stays but they aren't ideal replacements to take us or win us games over a long period of time so what like depth sorry not like city for example where they yeah it's not it's not like it's not like man city is uh, for example they so, have world class players on the bench just Yeah so if we get a major injury of course it will be a blow for us um but i i understand why he isn't being able to sign so many players because we read a lot of uh, different articles about where our finances have gone because we're trying to get a new training complex in we've invested money in terms of our stadium development which on increased the capacity again from 53 to 61000 so i understand that the money is being spent in different areas uh but um I am yeah still still optimistic that we have a good starting 11 and a good 15 16 players in our squad so yeah I agree with that like I mean I still think it's a great time to be a Liverpool fan at the moment right because yeah. I think like Liverpool have the best starting 11 in the world right now I mean tell me one like I mean there is an argument for Bayern Munich right now Bayern I think Munich they have a fantastic uh, yeah. starting 11 um this guys but yeah but it's like you said I mean on the like an aging squad also like i mean but i haven't really followed bayern as much so i probably but like i mean i do like yeah, yeah, the club uh, yeah, have a really good yeah. mixture of like age group and with right? leroy sane coming in i'm sure like yeah it just makes them yeah that very it's scary game. how good that team like it will mm. look in attack with leroy sane to think leroy sane will be bombing down the wings with that team it's crazy anyway yeah. we were going to uh liam to talk about united before arjun took the <laughs> yeah so anyway. uh, so sort of with van de beek of course all of us are pretty excited about it i didn't really see it coming i heard a couple of rumors um last season but then it happened so i'm happy about that 
uh, the Sancho fiasco is definitely annoying. It's frustrating. You don't know whether it's going to happen or not. I really hope it does because um, I mean, he's a quality player and he he may give give us that missing edge that we require. Even though our front three did finish the season well, I still think we need someone like Sancho. We can't put uh, all our eggs in one basket when it comes to Mason Greenwood. Um, apart from that, I'm happy that Pogba is staying. Although I'm still not convinced about his attitude and his dedication, but um, he seems to be enjoying his football now that Bruno's come in, and now that we're playing a better style of football under Ole. So that's good. But I still think we need to strengthen. I don't think Luke Shaw is is doing a great job. We've been linked to Regulon, so hopefully that comes through. But at this point, if we get anyone, any signing, I'll be happy. I mean, it's just that. You just need that fresh outlook, as Arjun said. Do you do you think you'll get Sancho? Because if I thought that chapter was closed, I thought that's not happening. It's ongoing, I think. Because so, I thought Borussia Dortmund aren't budging from their like buyout clause. I think it's oh. I think it's all part of the ploy. If we do manage to cough up the sum, then they will probably give in. The good thing is that it's a long window. Hopefully, he doesn't go elsewhere. It's, it's possible. It can be hijacked no, by anyone. Worry. Bro, I doubt. I doubt anyone can afford him. Bro. Like, I don't yeah, think you'll see any other team paying 130 mil for Jadon Sancho. Like, no, I, I think he's quality, but these uh, because we've seen these transfers go badly, right? In the past, we've seen Barca buy Boros, uh, buy Osman Dembele for the almost exactly same amount, right? And that just did not work out. So, I mean, I, I feel like no other team's gonna buy him, but. Yeah, I thought I. I don't know. I don't see United kind of negotiating with them again. I feel like that that relationship has soured a little bit. You see, what, what's I interesting mean, is United have history because they did the same thing with Harry Maguire and Leicester City. So they let it drag on all through the summer, and they only got him in the first week of August. Right? They did the same thing with Bruno Fernandez because they started linking him Thank on the fourth or fifth of January this year, and they bought him on the twenty ninth of January. So. They do come back to the table and just pay the amount of money that the club wants, which is what Borussia Dortmund want at the end of the day. So it would be interesting. I am interested in asking Liam if Jaden Sancho does come, who doesn't start the United then in that front three? I feel it would have to be uh, Greenwood because I know I do want him to start. I think it would uh, help his development and everything. But as of now, I think we really need to get a move on. There's no time for, I mean, I don't think we're going to challenge for the title this year. But we still have to get a move on in the right direction. So even if it's just a good, uh, solid top four finish or whatever it is, I think we need to have our best players on the field. And Rashford and Marshall have really, Marshall really won me over this year with his second half of the season, with his performance there, with his off-the-ball movement, his dedication, his finishing, his ice cold. As they say, so those I think that would be the best front three um, that we have, and I think we we may try to switch our formation up a bit, try and do what Liverpool's doing. But the fact that maybe that's why Van de Beek has been brought in with the legs, because I think Matic, uh, even though he is great, he is still aging. So I think we might see a switch in formation if we do get Sancho in. What about do you see, do you see Van de Beek, Pogba, and Fernandez starting together in midfield? I don't see it um, as we start the season. I don't think that's going to happen as of now. But I think we can. I mean, I look at Liverpool right now as the top team. 
as uh, Keshav said, and they do it superbly. The way they and that's why I said we may need a better. We definitely need need a better left back. And um, even though Ryan Bissaka isn't as great going forward, I think he can still improve there. So once that happens, I don't know how great Van der Beek is uh, in defence. Whether he'll manage, but um, I know Pogba Pogba will be able to play that box to box role and you know gives his life. So that's pretty much what we need right I, now. I mean, it's crazy about Pogba is that he's so like it looks he has so much quality. Whenever he actually like turns it up. United wins, right? Like you see, whenever Pogba plays well, United plays well. It seems like he's like that key, right? Until although that is until Bruno Fernandez came, because when Bruno came, things started looking a lot more fluid. But it's it's uh, weird that you said. So I get that you displace Greenwood and put, like when you're putting in Sancho, because it looks like that's the most like that's the most obvious substitution, right? But it's also strange because from All I have seen of United in the second, like since the restart, it seems like Mason Greenwood is your best finisher. Like, as much as you don't want to say that, like an 18-year-old is better than of Marcus Rashford, who's been in the league for a while, Martial, and Martial's a great finisher, but Mason Greenwood finishes everything, right? Like with either foot, he just bangs that shot in, and he just he just powers through and he play, puts it in, right? Like, I, I don't know, it, it's tough to displace. Like he has he's done nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah, so it's tough to discuss. I agree. As a striker, I completely agree. I love Mason Greenwood. I mean, he's what three, four, four, five years younger than me, and his finishing ability is incredible. I mean, if we score a goal or take a shot with our left, we're pretty happy. But he's got his. He's incredible. And he just puts so, his laces to it. He doesn't even. Yeah, like, that's what. It's not about finesse or anything yeah. like that. And uh, that's why yeah, I, I get your point. But I'd like to see him play through the center. Maybe not now. Maybe later on because we've never really seen him play through the center. I don't know what the youth uh, games and the youth teams. I don't know where he plays there. But um, so far, yeah. I, see, you never know with Martial, Rashford, Sancho. We could keep switching. Greenwood will definitely get a lot of time in the cup games as well. He'll come on as a, as a sub. Uh, I don't see Rashford and Martial playing the 90 every single week right now. Because Ole has been uh, chopping and changing them, they have Rashford has been injured a bit as well. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, Greenwood isn't in any trouble after what happened. <laughs> yeah, recently. Yeah. These English kids never learn, man. These <laughs> English kids never learn. <laughs> um, I, I, it's it, it's it's funny because so the Arsenal transfer window has been like, it's it's a weird one, right? Because. Arteta looks like he knows what he's doing, and he looks like he's a manager that has things together and he like tactically adept. And uh, so we bought, so we've got in William Saliba. Like we bought him last season, but we got him in this season. But he's like an 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid from France, and we just bought Gabriel, who's like another youngster. He's 22, centre back from France. I, I'm sure he's highly rated there. I, I haven't really seen him play. But I saw everyone super happy, so I guess I'm happy that we've got a centre back, and now we don't have to like uh, depend on Mustafi because that's that's not happening. But it's it's I think the biggest decision now is so one is I think we need a midfielder, right? We need to get either Partey or Nawar or one of those guys, someone, right? Because uh, I feel like that is the place where the where the weakest, which is why I'm super happy we got Danny Sabayas back because I feel like he offered. Some stability. He did a lot in defense since the restart, right? Like he 
was tackling like he was really good in our own box which is not somewhere you expect a central midfielder to like excel right and but it's interesting like i feel like arteta has a big decision with our goalkeeper situation because since leno got injured martinez has come and he's really kept like he's kept supremely well he's kept everything that he should have kept out he's been very composed on his feet and stuff so i feel like that is the biggest test right to see who he's going to start because leno as a keeper i feel like leno's better i feel like leno's a better shot stopper and all of that but martinez does look more comfortable on the ball and seems to be more comfortable in playing this playing out of the back system so that i think that'd be super interesting from an arsenal perspective to see how we do from there that that's but, a pretty good point to me that you think you think he'll make that decision uh, since he's coming from uh, a pep background and everything you think he'll take that decision and say you know what leno doesn't start and martinez gets the nod so if he's like that like you know what you remember when pep brought in uh, florio bravo yeah was it to play out because that was like he liked him as because you could play out the back and stuff so if he's like that then i'm guessing he'd keep martinez but but i feel like leno is just like those like a big german keeper that's just supremely comfortable saving shots he's just a better shot stopper so i think as a goalkeeper leno is better and I'm, you just feel a, like so safe when leno is a keeper so i don't know it is a tough decision i'll be happy with either i don't want emi to just get benched i think he's done too much to get benched but it's the same with leno i think leno hasn't put a foot wrong so it'd be sad to see him benched as well yeah, i think it's a tough to have yeah i mean yeah exactly it's a good problem we have the same headache now so i forgot about henderson i'm happy that he's yeah listen the united the same well. same headache is coming but how do you see arteta setting up in the new season is it still a back three do you see so so it's weird because the back three seems to work against the big clubs he 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 knows what he's doing against big clubs right when we don't have the ball and i i think i, I don't remember which pundit it was it might have been rightin or someone uh but they said it the best right where they said arsenal looks so much better without the ball and although that's something we haven't said about arsenal in the last what 10 years i mean not 10 years maybe stretching it five at least where we've just looked clueless without the ball like we we never seemed to know what to do when we didn't have the ball especially in the fag end of like wenger's career right we we played beautiful football in attack but in defense we look clueless next right? so now i feel like we've kind of switched it around where we look more compact and more like a team in defense but can't seem to create those chances against the smaller teams that that's how we kind of went and lost to aston villa after beating liverpool and city and I, like so it was wolves away liverpool city and then we lost to aston villa right because it just it, that i feel like we need that creativity so, and we just need a stronger midfield I, i i honestly don't know how we'll set up if we set up with a three man defense i don't know how we'd kind of solve our creative problem because i don't see oba scoring goals with he- with headers and of course bellerin and uh, tierney no matter how good tierney is i think he's insane he they aren't trent and robertson like it's not the same thing they're not going to start putting in balls that our strikers will get on the end like they won't be our primary creators so i don't know it'll be it'll be interesting to see how we start i think it'll all depend on whether we get that midfield or not i think that will be super vital to how we play the entire season but i think let's let's move on from like these small clubs so we're, we're talking small we're talking small players 
one or two players. Let's let's go Chelsea. Changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. small. Yeah, well, let's talk about Chelsea, who bought uh, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> Keshav, why don't you tell us about Chelsea's transfer window? Cool. Okay, so where were we? Chelsea's transfer window, right? Okay, so like I mean, given the fact that we had a transfer ban like for the past two windows, I think like the club's done really well, strengthening areas that they really needed to strengthen, right? I mean, they needed like a good backup striker. Like they needed a striker because last season. So think about the two last transfer transfers that we made, like the ones that we sold. We sold Eden Hazard and Alvaro Morata, right? Without really getting anyone in to replace them. So like the first thing the club did was replacing those two positions. So, like I think like by what by May they'd already signed Werner and Ziyech for, and I don't know like so I think the club's done pretty well filling in those gaps and now the fact that we've gone that extra mile signed a couple of centre backs because we've been facing so many defensive issues this season signing a left back which has been a problem area for the club for the past two seasons signing a central attacking midfielder also because. Throughout most of the season, throughout most of this season, we really didn't have that extra creativity. Creativity in the final third, right? Because whenever, like, say, I remember during the Christmas period when Chelsea had like a ton of games, they were they were playing well up till the final third, and in the final third, they just couldn't cope with the defensive press, the defensive pressure, and they like they just wouldn't break down defenses to like get the final goal that they really needed. Like, so they do everything really well until the final third, and then it would just stagnate. So the fact that we've gone ahead, gone that extra mile, gotten Kai Havertz, I think it's a great move by the club, and like it just shows the fact that, I mean, in my opinion, the fact that Marina Gronowski is probably one of the best negotiators in the business right now. He seems to be the only yeah, person I mean, who can negotiate with Dortmund. Sixty mil for Pulisic is a steal. There's, I think he's a phenomenal. 50, I think. But yeah, that's even less. So super, that's super. unbelievable signing. No, no, he's definitely, definitely yeah. top. Yeah. But how do but you envisage... Also now, I'm, I'm sure people... How do you envisage Chelsea setting up this season? Because I'm quite confused as to how they're going to go about fitting everyone in. Uh, because it's... I mean, what came to my mind was a 4-2-3-1, probably. Uh, where probably Kante sits, maybe Kovacic sits. But you have players like Mason Mount, Callum Hudson-Odoi, what happens to Tammy Abraham. Um, so, how do you think they're going to set up? So I think this season of all seasons, it's not just going to be about the starting eleven, but the overall squad. Given the fact that we're starting the season a month late, like usually, like the Premier League season starts around mid-August. Instead, this time we're starting mid-September, following more or less the same schedule and trying to end a little early in order to comp- in order to like fit in the Euros next year. So it's going to be like a smaller, shorter season. So it's going to have like a lot more like the games are just going to be more and more compressed, and it just leaves a lot of room. For injuries, right? So I think squad rotation is going to be a very important aspect this uh, aspect this season, and I feel like the fact that Chelsea have the options this year gives them a lot of bandwidth as to how they can go about like starting, like having like a proper starting eleven. Because yeah, like starting eleven, like right now, say apart from goalkeeper, like they have options for each and every position, right? And I'm sure, like I mean, the fact that Chelsea just Bought in players right now. I'm sure by the end of the transfer window, they will make at least a couple of sales. Like I don't see them going through this entire window with the same squad. I do see players like say maybe Jorginho or Michi Batshuayi leaving because they probably haven't been getting the game game time that they feel that they deserve. So I think that 
Chelsea will definitely be making a few sales in order to finance a few of the moves, a few of the transfers that they have made this window. And yeah, but like, I think given the fact that they've already strengthened quite a few areas, I mean, I still feel like it's, they have plenty of options to choose from this year. Yeah, no, even, so Giroud, the fact that you have Giroud as like a third choice striker, you have to sell, right? Like, he's too good to be like a third choice striker. You never know, right? I think, I, I feel like Lampard kind of, like throughout the season, we saw Lampard play Tammy over Giroud. Right, it looks like he wants to give youth a chance. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know whether he doesn't like Giroud or what the what the preference is there. But it does look like he starts Tammy over Giroud and then brings Giroud on towards the end of the game to kind of get in, like become but, a target man. But since January, Giroud has been starting over Tammy also. So like you never know, and I think Giroud, you can't I think discount Giroud, the fact that he might just play a two striker system, right? Because well, Lampard has a Chelsea play had, with Timo Werner running in behind will be unbelievable. I think that's. Like the French system, exactly, right? right? Yeah, coming in, and yeah, then so like, similar to what Chelsea had around, so similar to the system that Chelsea had when they had Ancelotti as a manager, right? Like Lampard had his best few seasons at Chelsea with the two-striker system, where they had Drogba and Elka. So like both very different strikers, right? Drogba was more of the target man, whereas Elka used to make the smart runs and was more of the poacher, right? So you can definitely see a similar dynamic with, say, a Werner Giroud or a Werner Tammy. So like, I mean, it'll be like a very interesting, I mean. It's definitely going to be a very interesting prospect this season for Chelsea. I, I feel like Werner and Tammy are this like are way too similar to play at, on the same time, like at the same time. Because I feel like Werner. Don't get me wrong. I think Werner's a lot better, but I think they have very similar attributes, right? Like quick. No, definitely. Kind of like both, like, so both aren't target men, right? Like both of them yeah, prefer exactly. making the runs behind the lines and getting into space. Yeah. So, Werner does that really well, but that's also because he's a more mature player, right? He's yeah. been doing this in the Bundesliga for years now. Tammy's just had one Premier League season. And in that one Premier League season, he's managed to get, what, 15 plus goals? 15 to 17 goals. I'm not too sure what the oh number God. is. But he's, Quite a I mean, he had a, very de- he had a very decent first half of the season. And like, yeah, second half, his, num- his form definitely did die down, which probably allowed a player like Giroud to step in and really like, take over from there. So, given the fact that Chelsea already have three really good strikers, I mean, I don't particularly see Michi Batshuayi fitting into the squad at the moment. So, yeah, it's, again, like, as you guys had mentioned earlier, it's a good headache to have for the yeah. manager. So, guys, thanks for tuning in to the Think Sports podcast. If you like this episode, you can follow us on our social media and go follow other episodes and similar content on all podcast channels like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, We'll see you next time. Thanks for watching.